Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. 31 Days of Horror. Oops, all werewolves edition. Today is day number four. <laughs> My special guest today is Aaron Ray Ballard friend of mine from my haunted house days welcome to the show ray thank you don for having me you uh before we get started oh well let me just say the movie we're doing today is bad moon but before we get into that you released a collection of short stories a little while back why don't you tell us something about that sure um i wrote a book it came out in uh 2021 uh september of 2021 called all the monsters are here 13 spooky tales so it's a book of horror and it's near dear to my heart it's a labor of love i wrote it during covid because you know what else did we have to do and uh i'm just very proud of it it's not a bestseller by any means i'm not i'm no stephen king but i'm i'm marketing the hell out of it trying to you know get copies sold and so far the word for people who have bought it they like it and i guess that's about all i can ask for and it's available wherever books are sold online. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads. All you got to do is look for all the monsters are here. Okay, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Today we are talking about Bad Moon from 1996. Directed and written by Eric Reed, Based on the novel Thor by Wayne Smith. Which apparently is from the dog's viewpoint. <laughs> Yes, yes. It is in color. It's 79 minutes. The budget was $7 million. The box office, $1.1 million. So that's disappointing. And our cast is Mariel Hemingway as Janet Harrison, Michael Pere as Ted Harrison, Mason Gamble as Brett Harrison, Ken Pogue as Sheriff Jensen, Hrothgar Matthews as Jerry Flopsy Mills, Jonathan mm-hmm. Leibovitz as oh, I'm sorry, Joanna Leibovitz as Marjorie, Gavin Burr as Forest Ranger, Julia Montgomery Brown as reporter, and Primo as Thor. Primo, what a great job, Primo! Did. So right, yeah, he did a good job. Ray, why did you in particular want to? do this movie well of all the choices you gave me it came down to two and i liked i like both of them but i love bad moon more and I, when i say love it, it when it comes to werewolf movies i'm very particular and to, so to me there's only been a few good ones and whenever people ask what are your favorites i almost never mention bad moon but i always want to because i just feel like i don't know why i think other people wouldn't like it when i like it so much it's just when compared to like American Werewolf in London, The Howling, Silver Bullet, Dog Soldiers, when it comes to recommending a horror movie, it's not the first one that pops up, but I really want to tell people to give it a chance because it it may be low budget. The 
the makeup effects may not be Oscar worthy, but I think it's well acted as much as a Michael Perret movie can be well acted. But enjoy the movie. I, and the, I think the reason why is the screenplay. And the screenplay is by a guy named Eric Red, who is honestly, he's a great screenplay writer. He's had a lot of tough times, a lot of issues in Hollywood, so he's not prolific. But in the beginning of his career, he started out with The Hitcher, with Rucker Hauer. He wrote that. And he also wrote Near Dark. So when it comes to writers, I'm a big fan of writing and writers, and he's one of them. And he wrote, and I, I don't know if it was his directing debut, but I thought he did a really good job with the screenplay on this. And I, I, and I think he got the actors that he could afford, and, and I think they did well enough. And the dog was really good. And, I, and the dog's kind of the main character. And I, I just love that point of view. There's a lot of things about this movie I love, but I wouldn't put it, Again, it's not something I would say, hey, everybody, uh, you want a werewolf movie to watch? It's not the first one I throw out. But I very much want to. Okay. Uh, what was the what was your other choice? Light Phases. Okay. I like, I like yeah. that. I like the, the characters in that as well. And I like the story in that one. And it's much mm -hmm. more recent. Yeah. yeah. But I like it too. But I, I like Bad Moon more, and I think it's because of the time I saw it. And because of the Eric okay. Red connection. Main Man is the Eric Red connection. Okay. Well, it's a, a basic, what I've been calling a type one werewolf story mm -hmm. with a, which is a guy gets bit by a wolf and then has to deal with that and usually ends up dead at the end. Right. T type two is a, there's a werewolf among us and we have to figure out who it is. Sometimes okay. you get both of those combined. And then type three is the secret lives of werewolves, where there's a whole society and we get brought into that world and have to learn all of its stupid rules and stuff. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming you're, you're talking about that third category. You mean something like Underworld? Yeah. Yeah. Underworld, Blood and Chocolate, couple of, couple of other ones. You get that with a lot, a lot with vampires as well, where... It's not just a single person and their experience, but there's a whole society. There's a whole world. Right, right. And uh, sometimes, sometimes they start off with the, there's already a werewolf, or sometimes somebody gets bitten at the beginning and then gets introduced into that whole thing. Okay. Or somebody uh, uh, is falls in love with the werewolf. <laughs> Okay. And then the werewolf has to explain to them why this isn't going to work because there's all of this shit going on. That's okay. like American Werewolf in Paris has some of that in it. Okay. And a couple of other things. And those are the main types I've seen. That Those aren't double, those don't cover all werewolf movies. But where did, where, those where are the werewolf, three, like, three Twilight, most common. Where, like Twilight, Twilight, for instance, where does that fit in? Like, you have werewolves in there. Wolf, or well, that's going to, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Wolfen, so I don't know. Twilight is a whole mashup of vampires and werewolves, but it's a, it's a secret life of, you know, okay. we're mostly okay. learning about the secret lives of vampires, but we also learn about werewolves okay. along the way. We get an outsider who's introduced into that world and gets shown around and all the rules are explained to them and all that kind of kind of stuff interesting uh, i've never classification and, before 
Well, when you, when you watch a whole bunch of these all at once, certain patterns start to emerge. So yeah, this is your basic type one werewolf story. This guy's in uh, Nepal. With well, some, with his girl. girlfriend and some, some brief nudity at the beginning, and she promptly gets killed, mm-hmm. and he gets mauled enough to get infected, and then goes home. Yes. And uh, his what, for whatever reason, his to reconnect his, with yeah, to reconnect with his family, even though he's trying to keep him at a distance as well. So it makes you wonder why he even yeah. came home. Then, then agrees to camp in their backyard. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Oh, so my biggest, my most unbelievable, biggest problem with this movie is how did he get his camper up onto that little ledge in the oh, backyard? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. going on there? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Now that you think about it. Yeah. There, yeah. folks, there is this rise of dirt in the backyard that you need a little <laughs> set of steps to get up to. That when we first see him, uh, when the family first visits him, he's got the camper out at the lake on some little piece of property they have. And then they say, you should come stay with us and you can park it in the backyard. And he gets it up on his little piece of land, but there's no indication of how. Yeah. If, <laughs> That's true. It seemed, of- it, and it's very enclosed. It's not like we see a big road leading up to it or something. It's got trees right behind it. It seems like it would have had to be put in there with a crane or some shit. So that was just bugging, <laughs> bugging the hell out of me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing that you would have done years ago, and then everything grew up around it, and now it's stuck there. Is is what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on board with the werewolf. I'm totally disbelieving the placement of the <laughs> mobile home camper thing. So. uh the biggest conflict in the movie is between this guy and the dog, Thor. Yes. Who knows he's a and, werewolf. Uh, he alternates yeah. between the werewolf is his enemy, or sorry, the dog is his enemy, and then he, I guess the closer he gets to the moon or the full moon or whatever, the more aggressive uh, the character that Michael Frey, Ted, gets. He alternates between caring about his family and then being totally evil. Kind of mm-hmm. goes back and forth. And the dog is like his mortal enemy. But they, yeah. they, it's one of those, they were, I don't know if there's respect there. It's kind of weird. Kind of the ending. I think they're trying to do like a, like a uh, pack alpha male kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's trying to dom, he's trying to dominate him. But at one point he ends up just sort of taunting him and provoking him into attacking him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this poor guy, he's trying to research his condition and see if he can find a cure. And he does have a plan to chain himself up. At night, mm-hmm. um, but he's but he does kill some uh, some other campers along the way. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the chains work the first time that he does. He didn't make it the second time. Yeah, he doesn't. Some <laughs> one of his loving family members uh, comes along and distracts him long enough when yeah. he's not yeah. able to he's not able to chain himself up. So the the kid is also a. Uh, a lead factor in this movie he's he's fine he does an okay job mason gamble for a period of time he was the go-to kid actor dennis the menace what else this movie oh okay all right he appeared in a lot of things and then just like most kid actors he just kind of disappeared 
But for a while there, every kid actor, every every kid role in Hollywood, either he or Elijah Wood, or I can name a couple of others, but it was always 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 uh-huh. those kids. Let's see, he was in Just in Time, Spy Hard, Gattaca. <coughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> Rushmore, a couple other things. Oh, yeah, Rushmore. Uh, looks looks like 2011 was the last thing he was in. Golf in the Kingdom. Wow. So pretty good kid actor. The the, the actors in this movie, I think. I don't. I wouldn't call any of them my favorite actors by any means, or character actors. But I think they did well in this film. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge. Well, Mario Hemingway. She's been in a lot of stuff. Like going to be the next big thing in Hollywood, and then just it just never happened. I mean, and then, uh, but he's been around. He's still working. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of yeah, his he, best roles. I mean, I first saw him in uh, Greatest American Hero. Exactly. Yeah. And then. He had Eddie a the pretty big hit with Eddie and the Cruisers, yeah. But it was yeah. kind of downhill from there. Yeah, Streets of Fire was supposed to be his, I guess, what do you call it? <laughs> Coming out party, where he was going to be a big star. Uh-huh. Yeah, that wasn't anybody's anything. <laughs> uh, some people just uh, like, uh, oh, what's his name? Rick Moranis uh, recovered from being in Streets of Fire. It didn't do him any harm being in it, but right. But it didn't do him any, didn't do him any favors either. Bill Paxton was in that too. Diana Bill Lane? Paxton, oh. holy crap! Yeah, William I Dafoe Will was Ball in it. And then and and um um, um why am I, Rick Moranis? Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch that. Uh, I've always I've always enjoyed Michael Pere. Well, usually enjoyed Michael Pere. I did not care for him in uh, Blood Rain. Oh well, oh my god! But I do like his uh, TV show Star Hunter. I never saw it. That's pretty good. I think you can see it on Amazon these days. It's a good okay. low budget sci fi thing. And then he's not in the second season for some reason. And then, and then he got well, married. Well, I thought the. Yeah, yeah, she's she does a good job. She's you know, she's been on a lot of stuff. Of course, uh, her sister Margot Hemingway, uh, grandfather Ernest Hemingway, both. Yeah, but uh, uh, she she hasn't done much lately, has she? No, she was at Frightmare a couple few years ago. She still looks the same. Oh yeah, she has an age. Still has an age. Wow. She's she uh, she's always well, she was there because she was there because of this, or she done some other horror. Um, she, she's still in, she don't, I'm not sure. I think she was, oh, Frightmare is a lot of people from the eighties. So if you made a movie, a horror movie uh-huh. in the eighties or the nineties, they're there. So she might be working. I'm not sure what she's been doing. I know Michael Corey's in a lot of, uh, independent films, a lot of very low right. budget where you need a, a name actor on your, for your movie to get finance. And maybe they do a couple right. of days work. She was in something just this year. Okay. Called God's Country Song. Hmm. And she was also, in 2012, she was in Rise of the Zombies, so that's a reason to be at Frightmare. Hmm. But I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of horror in her resume, but I guess as long as you've been in one, you can show up in Frightmare. She was in, she was in Papa, Hemingway, and Cuba as woman guest, so that was just a, that was just a cameo that was like, let's get some of those Hemingway... See if we can get any Hemingways in this movie. Uh, I thought the werewolf uh, looked pretty good. It did. It, again, it, it's not 
American Werewolf level. It's not Howling level, but it's 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 better than most, especially yeah. for the budget. Well, and it's have. a practical, it's a practical one, and yes. uh, I've been seeing some uh, computer ones this month that are just terrible. Yes. So it really it makes me appreciate the practical ones. Exactly. I, if, I you can I make a, if you can make a good it. computer one, great. But you know, if you if you've got the tech to make a good computer werewolf, you go ahead. But if you can't, then just do a practical one. Don't right. Don't show me some crap. I don't. I don't care for it. Uh, if anybody wants to watch this movie, it is on Peacock. It is also on Tubi and Sling and Redbox and Amazon and Plex and Freebie. All of those. Are free options. You'll probably have commercials thrown at you, but that's fine. That is fine. Uh, okay. A- anything else? Uh, jump out at you. Jump out at you about this movie that you want to mention? Oh, well, other than uh, I just like the point of view of the movie. The dogs, even though the book, I haven't read the book, but Two no. Joe by Stephen King was from the dogs' point of view. The chapters uh-huh. of that book, dogs' point of view, and so I've never seen. Like Dean Coons had the Watcher, and that was basically about a dog that was sort of the main character. And then you have, you know, Cujo, and you have this movie. Uh, I like those movies that, that take that point of view, the the animal point of view. And I thought this movie did a good job of, of showing the the uh, dog's point of view. And I, it's just interesting, yeah. it's an interesting angle to do to a, to do a, a werewolf film. And so I, I appreciate it for that. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention at one point they basically arrest the dog after yes. it's attacked michael perret yes and then the boy goes to break him out yes just in time yeah yeah uh and it is the dog that ends up uh taking out the werewolf yeah uh there's no silver required no and i and i do love the scene where he's he gets rid of the dog so through his actions ted's actions uh he gets rid of the dog and then he's he's marking his territory <laughs> He's getting aggressive and marking against like peace on the on yes forest doghouse. Yeah. Like yes. I beat you, I beat you, kind of thing. So it was inter- It was it was an interesting script. I, I I'm again. I I thought the movie was pretty well made, uh, well directed, well mm-hmm. acted. Uh, the only thing that hold it back were just a little, a few moments here and there of of story contrivances they had to come up with, but I. I think I like it because of the low budget and what they did with it. Mm-hmm. They did so much yeah. budget. And there's a lot of other films that have 10 times the budget and don't do as well. Now, if a dog if a dog gets bit by a werewolf, oh, yeah. does what it happened? become a werewolf? I wonder. That's a good... Somebody should write that. It says a here that... I don't remember this. It says here at the end that uh, Janet apologized to to Thor for taking him to the pound. Suddenly, Thor, as a werewolf, growls at her, but it yeah. turns out to be a nightmare. nightmare. Right. Janet, Brett, and Thor are healing from their ordeal. I don't really remember that moment, but um, the they, they acknowledged that idea. That yeah. That th- so I, that would be interesting, though. That the the thing that's normally a dog uh, starts getting bigger and walking around on two legs. Yeah. That is that, that would be human qualities. That'd be interesting. That's that's pretty really pretty cool. Yeah. I'd like to see a, a dog or a wolf get bit by a werewolf and then look almost 
human. Yeah, <laughs> and like put on a put on a tie and a hat and <laughs> learn how to talk. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That could be. That yeah, could be. Let's see. Let's get to work on that. <laughs> that's pretty we'll cool. Get Billy to film it. We'll get Billy to film it. Yeah, yeah. Billow versus the star. Okay. He can cut off. We'll call it Man Wolf. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay. Well, I think we covered just about uh, everything there is to talk about about this film. I, I do recommend it. The last thing to do is to give it a rating. We're uh, working on a full moon scale here. So uh, the options are new moon, quarter moon, half moon, three quarters, or full. So how full is this moon for this movie? Well, I've already, I've, I've already described to you, despite its flaws, I enjoy this movie. And it probably, again, it has a lot to do with Eric Ray, I guess. Screenwriting hero. I love the movies he's written. So I'm going to give it uh, the three quarters. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to give it a half a moon, which is uh, right down the middle. That's where I think most yeah. people would fall in. I think, you know, if in all honesty, if it was, if I'm rating it because of, uh, I'm, I'm giving it bonus, bonus right. credits. But most likely, it's probably Extra points. You know, yeah. Uh, all right. In reality. Well, Aaron Ray Ballard, thank you for joining me here on the show today. Check the links there for Ray's book and go watch the movie on all those free things. Come back again tomorrow for another in our Oops All Werewolves Halloween Marathon. Until then, I have been Precious D. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements and do not misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.